0: That was awesome, isn't it? Yes. How many of you enjoyed worshiping God this morning? Yes. Yes. That's so good. Uh, they work hard. They always give uh, uh, thanks to God for this wonderful team. So give them a big hand. They work very hard. They work very hard. Yeah. Um, the scripture, you've been reading John. So if you're new today, uh, our church is reading the book of John. Okay. Okay. So we are now at John 18. Uh, And if you want to join us in reading uh, the book of John, uh, you can go to our website and sign up. All you have to do is give your name and your uh, email, and we will send you the notification. So if you want a text notification, we can do that. If you want an email notification, we can do that. And you select the time, 7 a.m., 10 a.m., 9 p.m., whatever it be. And then you'll get the day's reading. You just click on it. It's amazing that sometimes it comes at the right time when you needed it, you know? God is amazing. And so we're at John 18. But I'm going to preach from John 16 because that's part of our reading for this week, right? It's been great for the church, don't you think? Yes, yes it's been great. So at John 16:33, uh, which my wife read for you this morning, Pastor Margaret, I'm married to Pastor Margaret. <sighs> I can't believe I'm married to her. I don't know how I got her. So I just wanted to let you know, right? Uh, But, you know, uh, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So the sermon today is Jesus never loses, right? And in John 18, in one of your reading today, uh, Christ said uh, to those people that have come to arrest him at the garden he said hey don't bother my disciples let them go I'm here you take me that's what Jesus said don't bother my people you want me you come get me let them go and he said those things to fulfill that he will never lose one of them eh? did, did you remember reading that this morning Jesus never loses He's not going to lose. And Satan's a loser. That, that's the thing, right? So we'll talk about that today, right? So <clears throat> so what challenges are you facing today, this morning? What kind of challenges are you facing today? I want you to think about that, right? And uh, uh, would, would it be great if there is a way to overcome your challenges? Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be great? And there, there, there is a solution. Jesus has conquered the world. He has overcome everything. So if you look at him and learn from him, you can overcome every challenges in your life. Right. Yeah? That's exciting. How do we do that? That's 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 the thing here. So in the world you will have tribulations. Okay? I say to you that you will weep and lament and you will be sorrowful. See, this is the problem statement. Now, for if you're writing your if you're doing doctorate, just as Pastor Margaret is, you have to have your problem statement even before you start your program. If you're working at a tech company, hospital, whatever, teacher. You have to have a problem statement. And a problem statement is different from criticism. It's very different, okay? Problem statement is you're stating what is happening that could lead to a solution. So this is the problem statement. You will have tribulation. Oh. Anybody likes tribulation? Oh, no, not me. You will weep. Anybody likes weeping? Oh, no. You will lament. Anybody's gung-ho for lamenting this morning? No, no. Oh, I love sorrow. Anyone love sorrow? No, not me, not me, right? That's the problem statement. And we feel this. So, trouble is expected. Expect trouble in your life. Trouble is a reality. Now, what is not a reality is, when trouble comes in your life, the direction of where you will look at, the direction of where you will look to for help, that is a choice. You hear me? Trouble is a reality. But it is your choice where to look for help. You can look around everywhere. You can look underneath it. You can look at the world and be confirmed with the world. Confirmed with the world. Or you can look to Jesus. Or you can look to Jesus. You can look to Jesus and be transformed by him. That one is your choice. So last Sunday after the worship service, as I was sitting there, standing there in that corner talking to some people, my first son came running, Dad, Dad, look, look. And I'm saying, what, what's up? Because I'm trying to shift from praying for people to my son's need. And he said, look at this. And he showed me the phone. And I read it and said, uh, Kobe died in an accident. I, my first thought was, are you sure it's true? I wanted to be sure because I don't want to mourn for that thing that is not true, right? I mean, like, because there's a lot of uh, celebrity pranks going on, something. So my first thought was, I hope it's not true. And then, okay, and then my second said, Dad, look at this. Kobe died in an accident. At that time, so, there was a lot of heaviness that came at me. I was... I was sad. I started thinking about his wife. Started thinking about his children. And then I found out later on that his daughter was in the accident. Uh, And this affected our family. Because our kids love Kobe. You know, and basketball. So, praying for 31 people in 31 days. That evening, as we go around. Who are you praying for today? My second son said, today I want to pray for Kobe and his family right? That wasn't plan. Now, one thing, um, stay with me here. It's important. One thing about this Kobe's accident, and then the baseball coach, his wife and daughter, and there are others, right? Um, is that it affected the celebrities and the children. Right? It affected the pastors, professionals, athletes, you know, it affected uh, uh, scientists. It affected singers. You know? It affected everybody. Everybody. It, was, it affected everybody. And, and in this toxic, divisive world today, in this horrific, tragic accident, Kobe and other people what happened was American people came together from all walks of life and say, we will grieve for these families. See? Nobody talked about where they come from, what they look like. And it, it was American people coming together and say, we will grieve with you. In the world, you expect trouble. Because trouble is going to be a reality. But where we look to for hope, that is a choice. And when uh, Vanessa O'Brien, the wife, said, we've been overwhelmed by your prayers, uh, our life is never going to be the same, we don't know how we're going to deal with it, but thank you for your prayers. Right now, do you think she can pray? Probably not. So when she cannot pray, who will pray? We will pray. We will pray for her. And that is the beauty of the goodness of American people. You find that we can come together in tragic, horrific accidents as good people to show that we have love for one another. And that's what we are good at. That's America that I know. That's who you are. Right? That's who you are. Let's be that kind of people. People of hope and answer. When tragic things, horrific things are happening, that we do not get sucked into those and be confirmed to the world. But we be transformed because we look at Jesus in His image and We be transformed with His love and mercy. Right? Yeah, somebody. Yeah, praise the Lord. Right? Because this is a battle. Life is a battle. Today's Super Bowl is going to happen. Right? You know, 32 teams, right? Is it 32 teams have added more? They have you know, they have knocked themselves out and finally got here. Two teams are going to play Super Bowl and one team is going to lose, right? Right? You guys are going to eat tri-tips and probably don't care about the games, right? Okay. But I'm telling you, my friends, I'm telling you, Santa Clara First Baptist Church, hear this from your pastor. We are in the Super Bowl of spiritual battle every day. Every day. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? And we cannot let go of our brothers and sisters to fight the battle on their own. We cannot do that. We got to defend and pray for one another. Because tribulation is a reality. Because weeping is a reality. Because lament is a reality. Because sorrow is going to affect all of us. And we need each other. The good news is, right? The Niners have Jimmy G as the quarterback, you know. But the good news for us, you know, our, our uh, believers, do you know who's our quarterback? JC. Yeah. JC is our quarterback. Yes. Yes. And if you don't know JC, his name is Jesus Christ, right? And, 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 and our defender, my goodness, unbreakable defender. God is our defender. You can't break his defense. And my goodness, J.C. need a receiver, right? And we got one who is on fire, who runs like the wind, and his name is H.S. Holy Spirit, Spirit, right? (laughs) I mean, he runs like the fire. I mean, he's on fire. He never misses. He never drops the ball. And Christ never misses a throw. And God never let go of his defense. Trouble is a reality. But we got solid defender in God. We got somebody that got our back, and he gave his life for us. That's Jesus Christ. And we got this helper who is on fire, who runs like the wind to assist you, to come and help you. And his name is Holy Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Yes, we got a big problem statement. But we got a promised solution statement here. And, and what is that? Your sorrow will turn into joy. Amen. Right? Amen. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I've overcome the world. That's the promised solution for you. My friends, so, oh, who is suffering this morning? Yes, Camille, I love you. Our worship leader is one of the most authentic person that I know, right? Camille's suffering. Our worship is, leader is suffering. We all suffer. I suffer. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me and Camille. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, you guys are non-suffering people. I am not a robot. I am not a robot. I suffer. But my friend, suffering, suffering may be a starting point. Hear me, suffering may be a starting point for a new start. See? Suffering may be a starting point for a new solution. Do you see that? When you avoid suffering, you also avoid a new start in life. When you avoid suffering, you avoid a new solution in life. I'm not saying, oh, it's great to suffer. No, I'm not saying that. But don't be afraid of suffering. Because Jesus has overcome this suffering even long before it touches you. The trouble long before it touches your life, He died for you on the cross for that suffering. He has already, he has already won over that suffering. So, when tribulation and suffering comes in your life, that could be a start for a new life. Right? That's a, a solution statement there. Uh, are you ready for more? Yes. Yeah, because uh, it, we got a long way to go. We, uh, the game starts at 2.30. We're not getting out. We're getting in straight there, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You can have a bathroom break. That's okay, but all right? Just know, um, you know, going out early today, okay? Uh, okay. Okay, uh, uh, so mm, the thing is... Um, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away. The helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Right? What is the word? It is to your advantage. So when I was young, I watched this friend's open tennis, uh, clay court. And I don't know why. Even from a young age, I always supported the American players. I want them to win, right? So, when they play in tennis game, there is called advantage. When you have a tie, point 40-40, you will go into advantage. Oh, I love that advantage. They call it, friends, umpire will say, advantage or something, I don't know. You know, I just know that one point advantage. If the opponent wins one time, that's not the end of it. They have to play two times, right? There is a cushion that, oh, he or she can overcome. I love advantage. The Holy Spirit is our advantage. When we make a mistake, that's not the end of it. We still have an advantage because of the Holy Spirit. Right? We get up. We make mistakes. He don't give up. You know why? Because Christ died for our sins. He died on the cross for us. He gave an advantage to us. I'm going to send Him. When I go away, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. He will be your advantage. What is the meaning of advantage, my friends? Meaning of advantage means profitable. Okay? So, it means that it is profitable for you if I go away and when the Holy Spirit comes to you. What is, what is profitable? It's not only profitable. The Greek meaning uh, of advantage is also to bring together. Okay? So what does that mean? When I go away, it is an advantage to you because I will bring you and the Holy Spirit together. See? That is it. That is it. And look at this. However, when the Spirit of the truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. What is the meaning of the Greek word of guide? There are two meanings. One is lead. Guide means He will lead. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth. And this truth is going to set you free. See? And the other meaning is teach. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to speak the truth. Let's finish the scripture. And here, and He will tell you things to come. Now, what is the meaning of Greek word tell? It means to make known. Okay? Make known of what? Things that is to come. Oh, who doesn't want things that is to come? Here, my friend, he who waits on the Holy Spirit knows the things that are coming tomorrow. And would you like people that knows what are going to come tomorrow? If you do, you wait on the Holy Spirit, right? The other one of tell is rehearse. That's a beautiful word, right? So, like my sons, when they're going to present something, he will come and, stand in front of us and say, Hey, Mom, Dad, this is the material that I have, you know, uh, prepared, and he, they will rehearse in front of us. So when they present, they know. It's like you come and rehearse to lead worship, you know. Um, so when you have rehearsed things with the Holy Spirit, so say, do not be surprised that grief and troubles are going to come in your life. Do not feel it. Weird and strange. That's what Peter wrote. You wouldn't feel strange when trouble hit you if you have rehearsed with the Holy Spirit, right? Like you, you know, you have rehearsed the dance step, right? I mean, it could be, you you are rehearsing, okay, this is my step. So you don't make mistakes. So, but there's a choice. You can, you can rehearse with the devil, Or you can rehearse with the Lord of the dance. That's the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Who do you want to rehearse with? Yes. Who's going to be your partner? I mean, if you dance with the devil, you know, you may make a mistake. But with the Lord? Oh, Havana, Lana. (laughs) Yeah. My heart is in heaven. My heart's not in hell, right? Or not in Havana. I am practicing and rehearsing with the Lord Jesus Christ. So, when the enemy brings troubles in my life, the Holy Spirit has told me already, these things are going to come. Right? These things are going to come, and I am not surprised. Are you getting in church? So I prayed. I prayed for the church. And as I was praying... From last year, in my dream, the Holy Spirit gave to me on a black board with a white chalk. And I'm praying, these are the three things I want you to do in my dream. One, be rooted in deep prayer life. Two, rooted in the Word of God. Three, make disciples, right? Because I, I was praying for what the vision of a church should be. I so like, yes, I got up. Oh, wow, what a dream. And we prayed, we prayed, and we've been following this. So this year, in January, I'm praying, Lord, what is more? And in the second week, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me and said, this year, you have the three things, but add to it that you have more of the Holy Spirit. And when you have more of the Holy Spirit, you will have more hospitality. So I've been praying, I've been praying, Lord, how am I going to do this? And so this week, I prayed, I called uh, Greg Robbins. I called him into my office, and I prayed, and I, I, and I talked to him on hospitality, right? Because yesterday was the end, first day of uh, uh, not ending the fasting, okay? And I'm thinking, oh, we're going to go into ministry. And it was no surprise that we're starting with Super Bowl. And what does Super Bowl need? Hospitality, Right? And I've been talking about the importance of hospitality. I sat with him in the morning and encouraged him. And in the afternoon my wife and we're driving, you know, and my wife looked at me, hey husband. Right? What not like that, okay? (laughs) But I heard it that way. (laughs) You know? What are you doing about the hospitality thing? Like did you talk to Greg? I mean, I didn't say. no. I mean, like, so, we have to work on our hospitality. And then we went to bed and got up and said, have you thought about the hospitality? You know? And you're talking about hospitality. I'm like, oh, come on, give me a break, Holy Spirit, right? I can't hear from morning in the afternoon. It's like, I mean, I, you have your wife as the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's like, uh, you can't, I mean, do you know the Holy Spirit? I mean, Holy Spirit come, do you know me? And I say, I don't know about you, but I've been married to your sister. I <laughs> mean, yeah, I've been living with her for 20 years. I know what it's like, okay? Unrelenting, reckless love. This reckless love, right? You got to get it done. No slacking, see? But this is how the Holy Spirit works in my life. I say more of the Holy Spirit And one of more of the Holy Spirit is experiencing hospitality. And here's the Holy Spirit working through Pastor Margaret. Get on it. Get on it. See, for me, why? Why? Because if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the fruit of the Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the gift of the Holy Spirit. I know that's a total different sermon, but I want to give you in two lines. So, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, there are nine gifts. The three gifts that are internal, that come from God, are love, joy, peace. See? You love, joy, peace. And there are three other gifts that we need to use with one another. Right? Patience, right? Kindness, and goodness. So, Pastor, what kind of church you want to be? Oh, your church is going to be the fastest growing church. Oh, this will be the most diverse church. Oh, dynamic worship That oh, They are all great I, as a pastor, you know. But I want our church to be the kindest church. I want our church to be the most gentle church. I want our church to be the most compassionate church. And that can be not appealing to other people that we are not the fastest growing church. But it's okay for me to be the kindest church. It's okay for me to be the most gentle church. Are you with me? Are you tied with me? Yeah? Isn't that lit? <laughs> Only five people understood. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Oh, okay, that, that, right? And there are other three keys how you need to relate to other people. In that three fruit is faith. Do you have faith? And then you have self-control. And you have a gentleness. right? So nine gifts. This is all you get from the Holy Spirit. And there are other gifts. And then the gifts. 1 Corinthians 12. I give you this gift so that you can profit one another. See? That's the promised solution. Sorrow, pain, tears, weeping will come. But if we care for one another, if we are kind to one another, if we are gentle to one another, we can go through this world as a big family, holding hands, even if we don't know each other well. A child and a celebrity, a pastor and a painter, an athlete, you know, a scientist and a singer. We can all mourn together and love one another. That's what we learned this week. You know, and uh, Shaq, Kobe's friend, had to call many of his friends to say, please forgive me. I've been not good to you guys. And this guy uh, who had a beef with uh, Kevin Durant, uh, I forgot his name right now. He was the first one to call Kevin Durant and say, you know, uh, I shouldn't be doing this, bro. Please forgive me. Life is short. Don't hold on to grudges. Don't be bitter. So, triumph is hidden in trials. Triumphs are hidden in trials. Right? Just like Henry Nouwen would say, uh, joy and bitterness are hidden together. Okay? In the other side of joy is bitterness. But you can choose to be bitter or to be joyful. That's your choice. Oh, wow. So expect trouble. Trouble trouble is a reality but if you have the Holy Spirit he has overcome the world and he will help you I don't know why I had to take so long just to say that sentence because that's the sermon right we could have done with that and go but oh pastor preach one sentence sermon everybody will talk about it so I wasted 20 minutes of your life for that sentence I hope not right I hope not now Uh, We have the table uh, and this table is for everyone that loves the Lord Jesus, that wants to follow. You could be from any tradition. Uh, If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, this table is for you. This is the communion table. You believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He died for you. He rose again on the third day. We're going to ask the worship team to come forward as we get ready to worship. And I'm going to ask the team that's going to help Uh, in the uh, Lord's Supper to come forward, please. Come and stand with us. Um, Why do we do this? We do this because we love the Lord Jesus Christ and He loves us first. God is doing a lot of work in our in in our life for me it's a great blessing that i say to our church we're not going to do anything in january we're just going to fast and pray it's we need that time not that there is no work but we need time to repair our body our mind spirit and soul and on the first sunday we have baptism isn't that amazing by the way i mean my schedule is booked till july i know I I, I ran through with our prayer team from today till July. Got so much stuff to do. But I needed January for that. Jesus is our helper. Holy Spirit is our helper. So some of you, if you are thinking, life's too much for me. I can't handle it alone. I want to offer Jesus to you. Why don't you try Jesus? Give your life to Him. Walk with Him. He said His yoke is easy and He will help you. So at the end of the service, if you want to say, you know, I'm going to take that step of faith. I don't know what I'm doing. This is weird. I can't explain it. But it's not complicated. Uh, You can come forward here. We'll have some leaders there and we'll lead you through. If you need prayer for anything, pain, illness, disease, jobs, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage. You need prayer, please come forward. We'll pray with you, okay, for anything. If you want to join the church, uh, please come forward. We'll pray with you, okay? And that is where the table of the Lord is. He broke our body for us. On the night that he was going to be betrayed, he told Judas and say, you know, you son of the devil, you go and do your thing, go, right? But he told the others, you know, this one, I'm not going to lose them. I'm going to give my body. This body is broken for you. I'm going to shed my blood for you. This blood is shed for you. It's a new covenant. When you remember me and my death. And what do we remember when we remember his death? We remember the resurrection. The resurrection power. The power that raised Jesus from the death. That is within you and me. Isn't that amazing? That's what the table is. Pastor is going to pray for the bread, Pastor Rich. And Pastor Margaret will pray for the blood, the cup. Okay, So you also pray in your heart. If you have committed sin against the Lord this week, just say, God, please forgive me. Okay, So let's have a 30 seconds of quietness. This is just for you. After that, Pastor Rich and Pastor Margaret will pray.